Matt Hatton presents. Trust me, I'm like a smart person. All right, dudes, welcome to another episode of Corporate Punks. We're with Chris. How you, bro? I'm good in here, man. Yeah. Lekker, lekker. Okay, cool. So uh, we did an episode with Valvadini and that kind of thing. And that's awesome. I love that band. But you've done a hell of a lot more than just Valvadinia. And I wanted to give the listeners an opportunity to listen to the craziness that you've been Sweet. up to. So yeah. one of the first bands was Borgasm, which yeah. was huge um, in my opinion. I Borgasm was like, I started playing metal when, yeah. I, when I played guitar. I loved heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, it's a band my brother and I started with close friends of ours. Um, and uh, that's been running since 2011. Yeah. Uh, started jazz. St- I was studying jazz at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of in second year, I joined the Black and Bones as well. I was in the jazz band before that, playing with guys like uh, Ilamar from Bright Lights Week City and Greg George Yaris from the Alternatives. And uh, eventually, ended up playing for the Black and Bones. We made a couple of albums together. I played for them f- with f- with them for about nine years. Nice. Um, and recently left them and just had to pursue this Volvadinia adventure which was just absolutely crazy yeah, in yeah. between the years I've played with a lot of other guys as well I do fill in for people when they need players and stuff I played a, quite a few shows with Albert Frost as well and mm-hmm. uh, I did the Blood Brothers show for two years as nice. well and uh, did the musical direction for that show as well and that's uh, awesome Sheesh. wherever I can get a gap um, or yeah. an album I can play on I, I can do it yeah uh, I I try to play every genre as well even though i do dig heavy metal mm-hmm. i've played a lot of blues i've played jazz i've played fusion i've played yeah reggae um i've played all kinds of stuff country yeah, all yeah. kinds of stuff yeah so, you know. i think borgasm was one of the first bands i ever saw a live like good quality set on youtube yeah i can't yeah. remember where it was like it's like uh, chili or something it's the, there's a show there we did uh, in in ecuador and quito yeah 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 and that was pretty dope there's actually a, a full live show that we filmed and mixed and mastered that we did at opicopi nice uh, in 2015 and we do a lot of collabs there with uh, not my dog and nice uh, and a couple of cool surprises on there. That's, so that's cool. cool. And the whole playlist is on there. So you guys Dude, can check that yeah, out man. as well. Yeah, man. I need to have a bit more of a look. So what's up with the masks? What would you guys wear? Pig masks? It's it's the whole concept and the whole idea behind Borgasm. You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, we thought we didn't want to just make another metal band. You know, yeah, it's yeah. got to have... We did... We played in a band called Roots before um, Borgasm. And that was math metal and it was very serious. So we tried really hard and... yeah. It just went over people's heads with all the concepts and stuff. We had mathematical concepts and ideas that we tried to translate into music. And we were like, fuck it. Yeah. So we started Borgasm to have a lot more fun with, but yeah. also to have a lot more like theatrical experimentation and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the whole story of the general pig lord that bought us and the big people coming down onto spa- uh, f- from planet Zorg. <laughs> planet Earth and it's the apocalypse and yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. raining all fucking love it dude <laughs> so, so cool we're, we're the four pig whisperers that were sent back in time to try and warn mankind about yeah. the apocalypse coming apocalypse. in 2089 yeah. you know, or 2086 that's yeah 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 so, I mean <laughs> so I cool. had this crazy idea sometimes when he stops drinking he gets <laughs> these epiphanies yeah yeah, yeah it's like a special power that's so cool and then uh, that's why the masks and stuff. We just thought, mm-hmm. like, I mean, Slipknot also wears masks. Guar wears yeah, masks yeah. as well. We were big, as well. Yeah, we were big yeah. influences by these bands. Yeah, especially. yeah. 
So we just decided, well, that's one step to make it a bit more theatrical. And then we had the, the space suits that we built and spray painted. Fuck, that's so cool. Just got stuff <laughs> and added more props and vibes and, yeah, and yeah. samples and all kinds of shit. So it. fucking cool. <laughs> it's, it's great. We, we ended up doing a, cool, a lot of cool shit with Borgasm as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, we did some cool tours abroad. We did... Uh, Brazil, Russia, Kenya, and, nice. and Botswana. And Kenya, like yeah, it's we played such a, a random place Narabi to go. Uh, rock fest. It was it was quite insane. We were there on the day after Nelson Mandela passed away. Oh, sure, but so we were on live TV in Nairobi on Nairo on Kenya TV mm-hmm. as representatives for South Africa <laughs> on Mandela Day. So we oh, would play no. in our pig masks, play some heavy you metal, represent in the country. and then they would interview us and ask us questions yeah, about yeah. Nelson Mandela. And yeah, yeah. It was like bizarre. Did you guys do the interview in the pig masks? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we were like very sincere. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the ideas and the uh, moral values that Madiba had was fantastic. I mm-hmm. mean, it might have gotten a bit lost in translation along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, he had a, a significant influence on a lot of South Africans. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Quality, quality leadership, dude. Yeah. Dude, and, and you missed uh, if you can. Uh, I hate watching Parliament. I hate it because it, it fr- frustrates me. Quite entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's like WWF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you watch his, uh, there's like uh, YouTube compilations of his jokes. Dude, his jokes are quality, quality stuff. Sweet man. Okay, Borgasm's awesome. Are you guys up to anything now? Yeah, there's a, uh, the new album's been tracked uh, and uh, everything's done. It's on the computer behind me. So Sweet. That'll be that'll be out soon. I just got to sit down and mix and do a couple of fine little tweaks. Uh, we want to make it as Hollywood as we can. So oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of production in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That is but cool. it, it's sick tunes. I think it's timeless tunes. And then yeah. once it's ready, we'll be back, do a little tour and have a little fun again. Sweet. I'm pretty stoked about that. That's going to yeah. be awesome, it's, bro. It's, it's, it's a kind of band that can never die as well because, I mean, the friendship between the members and, I mean, yeah. me and my brother being siblings yeah, yeah, yeah. can't really divide that or take that away so yeah, yeah. we've been on a little bit of a hiatus but it's we've worked really hard for a couple of years and a lot of us went through a couple of personal things that we had to handle yeah 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 and we'll be back pretty soon so that's, that's awesome though cool. sticking with it man yeah man dude that shit can can get in the way of a band gotta, so quickly we gotta warn the people about the pigs yeah yeah apocalypse bro <laughs> yeah. we're all gonna die <laughs> okay so we mentioned black hat bones did you guys also tour a little bit, Black Hat Bones? Black Hat Bones toured and played more gigs than anyone I know. Like, oh, really? It's like they we were, were everywhere all yeah, the time. We 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 worked our asses off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were more up and down the coast than than anyone I could think of at the time, and still, um, it's it was a learning a lot of cool tricks and yeah, yeah, yeah. gaining a lot of experience in a very short time. Mm. And uh, we did some cool shit. We won Best Live South African Band. Um, we got nominated for Summer twice. Um, yeah, yeah. And played countless shows, played all the festivals, you know, yeah, all yeah. the main stages. Um, awesome. Got incredible, like, opportunities to collaborate with, like, some of our idols and heroes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty dope. It was a, it was a good ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked hard. It was cool. And uh, cool. played some soulful music, you know, mm. like it was, wasn't was death metal, wasn't heavy metal, but it was still not like kind of sellout through bubblegum pop. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. You know, it was still a bit of integrity and grit. And Yeah, yeah. And it did. It had like a nice grit. Yeah. Sweet, dude. 
All right, cool. So you also mentioned earlier that you did film scoring as well. Yeah, like I studied when I finished school. I thought I had to go study something that I didn't know anything about. So yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. studied to be a producer and I studied cinematography as well. Nice. Then eventually switched over my major to sound design, did sound design, worked on like Crazy Monkey and shit like that. Uh, I was on the Dude. Foot Skating 101. I did the onset oh, yeah, sound yeah. and <laughs> a lot of their... Um, MTV ads and shit. I also did the... Yeah, yeah, the old the Crazy Monkey stuff. Yeah, and uh, um, here and there, I've done some scoring and stuff as a freelancer as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of weird odd projects and sometimes just m- like brainless TV work as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it happens, it, dude. It, it keeps <laughs> the, the wheel going. But yeah, it's yeah. also... It's another side of expression that I've learned and it kind of it filters into the way I think in the way I compose music. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't just think of a song or just putting sections together. It has to have a whole narrative. It has to have mm. movement, development. Um, mm. It's got to say something. The instruments have got to be their own characters which develop in their own sense which in a sense also... It's a bigger development yeah, in the yeah, song. Yeah. So you, I, you think of it deeper and, and in more abstract ways. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah, yeah. Bridge, a lot of times that, that's what why pop music frustrates me so much. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it's like uh, most of the people in the world will dig it because they are more stupid people than they are. <laughs> they are a lot more stupid people, people than they are intelligent people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the sad truth, but I mean, this world would suck without art, without oh, true yeah. art, without yeah, people yeah. really expressing and pushing the boundaries. Yeah. Um, if it was just the easy way out for everything, we would get so bored, frustrated, and kill yeah. ourselves. Everything so would quickly. just be gray. So yeah, I'm fighting yeah. the good fight. Though. Yeah, dude, keep it creative, <laughs> man. I think creativity is so important, especially with like the massive like influx of information that we get all the time. We're so overwhelmed with That's this amount of also, people. Yeah, we we have a shorter time to tell a bigger story. Yeah, yeah. In in today's world, like yeah, yeah. long, uh, like ten, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Songs could have been long. People had the attention to sit down yeah, and listen yeah. to all. They, they would yeah, get yeah. home and they would listen to an album. Yeah, sitting down and listening to records was a thing. Like, that's what you, you do. God, like, yeah. I, I don't know one person that sat down, listened to the whole Tool album without checking their phone. I know two people. Or, like, <laughs> I know two yeah. people who've done that. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. Mean, it, <laughs> it wasn't one it, of It's actually a mission that you have to go and uh, prepare for. And yeah. It's not a thing of everyday life anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of changed. But I think music has become because it's so exceptionally mobile it's not just in the car it's in your pockets all the time and it's also streaming now so it's not even like you have to plan to put mp3s on your phone you just you know google it and it's there and it's like stuff gets digested and spat out at an alarming rate it's uh like the new Foo Fighters came out a while ago. Why? No one's listening to that album anymore. <laughs> it's a fantastic album. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, um, it's, it's cool. It's now Slipknot, Billie Eilish, uh, yeah. Duel, that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. And in two months, what's it going to be then? Yeah, you know, like... And it's like, the next thing and the next thing. And it's yeah. literally like that. Like stuff's going like this. Yeah, yeah. It really does. It just shoots straight past you as well. But like... So uh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, they they held the number one spot for like quite a long time, and then when they did a resurgence in the mid to early 2000s, they they held number one again with the same songs. Yeah. So for a while, it was a case of how long can you hold number one? Whereas now it's like this constant freaking change of yeah, who's at number one. No one's gonna hold number one anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. Like you're up there and gone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's so weird when you think about the the, the idea of it. Tool is like number one today on Billboard. Next week is that? Like, yeah, yeah. And everybody like all the freaking Taylor Swift people. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Crazy. Like it's it's great though. It's cool that uh, metal and rock can still reach number one. I mean yeah, that yeah. that does say something incredible. I mean it's like kind of considered one of the smaller underground markets yeah. yet it still dominates pop yeah, uh, yeah. charts yeah yeah so how does that it's work? crazy and especially when you think of a tool album it's, yeah. it doesn't follow any of the adhd generation rules. yeah yeah it doesn't follow any specific re- recipe no. they they i think the shortest song is like seven minutes or something fantastic the longest one is 15 minutes yeah so i think that's cool that's, and it's a complete atmosphere as well. That's, that's the thing. It's it's more of an experience. It's what mm. music's supposed to be. I, some of the, f- the my favorite bands that I've seen in my life, mm-hmm. I don't go and go. Oh, he was a good guitarist. Oh, he was a good drummer. Mm. The whole act made me feel like I was experiencing something completely different than watching a band. Yeah. I've watched Slipknot, and it felt like I was standing in a circus in a carnival of horror. I was yeah. scared. It felt like I was smelling flesh. <laughs> it was weird. It felt yeah. like I was tripping, and mm. it was just a band. Mm. Like the same thing. I've watched Tool when they just released Ten Thousand Days, and mm. it would feel like. I keep waking up like the the feeling that you get when you just wake up in the morning and you stretch and you like your brain pops into yeah, that yeah. awake state. Yeah. Like it constantly felt like that was happening to my mind and then That's you so realize cool. oh I'm just watching a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when bands get to do that that there's something more to that than just mm. music or songs or yeah. stuff and uh when bands like Slipknot or Tool can mm. reach number one, which are bands that do this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows you there's something cool going on. Yeah, and I think it's all like shows that despite what everyone might think of general population, like there's, there's still people that appreciate like a proper band being tight, not only in their writing and their, their musicianship, but in I all think aspects. to some degree, everyone uh, appreciates that and likes it. I just think mm. a lot of people haven't been exposed to it. It's like mm. a lot of these ignorant um fans saying who's this ozzy osbourne guy yeah collaborating yeah because post, post malone, malone mentioned yeah, yeah you yeah. know but now they know of ozzy and they'll see mm. maybe they'll see the story of randy rhodes one of mm. the greatest guitarists ever or oh. like the way zach wild plays or some of mm. ozzy's tunes yeah or the same thing with two fans like maybe some of those Taylor Swift kids are on a mission for self-discovery and that yeah, yeah. as well Tool might be one of the best bands to create a platform for self-discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, I guess a lot of times people are stupid because it's easy to be stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's it's hard to find something that you like, mm. to dig for something and to find the cool yeah, shit Yeah, search in for life. it as well. Yeah. It's just easy to just, uh, whatever's on the radio is what and I like. people don't yeah. want to, People want the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way it is. It's so true. <laughs> it's crazy. But I sort of wonder if, if social media has like an, an impact on... So obviously it's got an impact on like musicians being able to, to reach everything, everything out. But then if Give you have... Give me my tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dude. Oh, the, way, the stuff that we get sold and fed through mm. media, social media, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. entertainment media, yeah. advertisement in magazines or on, on advertisements on TV and stuff like that. Yeah. Even the subliminal marketing that gets done through TV shows or stuff like that. Like mm. we get conditioned to think and feel and react in a certain way. Mm. Comedy is comedy because we have kind of been conditioned to think what is funny like mm, something mm. that may, f- may be funny for an american is not really funny for a guy from india yeah you yeah. Know? yeah yeah and it's just the way we as mm. south africans i think we're pretty much 
uh, Western conditioned. And, in uh, many ways, yeah. And yeah, especially when it comes to things like comedy. Yeah. Like definitely, uh, yeah. And, yeah. And music as well. And uh, a lot of what we think we know, we've been fed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straightforward. I, I, I read this uh, one article. Uh, uh, I think it was like a three-month-old baby can recognize a Coca-Cola sign. So, so that's horrible because it's seen it so many <laughs> yeah. times. It's it can recognize. It's I've nuts. seen this before. Yeah. It's three months old. It can barely freaking function its eyes. It's crazy. And it's uh, yeah. the thing is, it's a lot of people in charge, and it's a lot of money. So they're not going to change the formula. Yeah, yeah. The the gap between poor people and rich people is getting bigger. So they're not going to mm. stop now. They want yeah, yeah. to get even bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the politics are supposed to fix it, but it doesn't fix no. shit. <laughs> no. Okay, cool. So you got ba- base place on YouTube as well, which is only yeah. something I found recently because I saw Jason Green was on there. Yeah, freaking hell! I, I, it's I, a it's a channel I started last year. I was like, man, I I'm as a professional musician, I've got to have a platform to do just videos where people can see what I'm doing. Yeah, because um, if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I only want to do a, a channel where I did reviews and just like playthroughs and it's all like just me, me, me. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm yeah. not all about that. Like, yeah. As a bass player, you've got to also think the bigger picture, think about the band and stuff like that. And I try and do that. I try and think about other people more. So I thought our country's got some of the coolest, most badass bass players, players yeah. I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Yeah. And, um, Nobody knows anything about them. Like mm. no media or like no one does coverage or interviews with any of the bass players at a yeah. festival or anything like that. It's always yeah. the singer or always the guitar player. Or yeah, the, yeah. You know what I'm you saying? You might get maybe a drummer, maybe. <laughs> it's because the rest it's of the band's not looks. there and the drummer's <laughs> yeah. warming up an <laughs> yeah, hour yeah. before the show. You know? But it's, uh, it's that's the reality. So I thought, man, I could – because all – Bass players are all friends as well. We don't compete as oh, yeah. much as guitar players. Guitar players are very competitive. Mm. Singers are very, you know, in their own world and own space and stuff mm. like that. Drummers are super competitive. Oh, yeah, big um, time. Who can go fastest? Yeah, it's who can like hold who's a beat got the chops longest. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bass players are just like, hey, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Oh, I snapped a string, bro. Yeah, can I First use your bass? First one this year. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, uh, that's the thing. Like we've all had this great camaraderie, especially in the South African music scene, through all the genres and styles. So yeah. I just thought, man, let me hook up with some of my close friends, start interviewing them as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of the guys that are still young in the scene, it'll be great exposure for them. Oh yeah, yeah. And some guys who are like more important bass players and prominent in the scene might be good exposure for my channel. So yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a win-win either way. Mm. And I've had some fantastic interviews, and I've done some great product reviews for dark loss and stuff and dingwall and uh, and um it's a fun channel it's a it's a hobby at the moment it'll be great if i can make money one day but i mean for now it's just trading yeah ground and and oh yeah getting the numbers sweet okay so i've got a short list because you got how many 38 guests so far yeah we've we've done 38 episodes i think we've done like 16 interviews though yeah but yeah holy crap it's a lot of people okay so you had jason green legendary dude yeah, he's a teacher. You know, you know, yeah. yeah, he's a teacher from Copa. Yeah. He was on Note for Note for years. Yeah, awesome. he's a sick bass player. Le- Dude, that guy's so tight. Yeah, it is ridiculous, and he's he teaches in such an awesome way. He's, I was really uh, lucky to go to his interview as well. Is um, it's kind of like that as well. You can feel it feels like someone's really getting his point across. And yeah, that's he's such cool. a good teacher. Uh, so yeah, Clint from Dan Patlansky. Yeah. Now you're also with Clint in uh, No Request. No Request, yeah. the jazz band. Uh, we're actually dropping a video 
um, soon. And that's um, it's like weird experimental Primus meets Mr. Bungle kind of Oof. weird kind of stuff. Nice. So this will be our third album. We did a six-track EP and a five-track EP, and then this is a four-track EP. But, I mean, mm. each song is seven minutes plus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got into the room and then kind of wrote down an idea, started jamming and, and recorded it the same day. And we did that for four days. And cool. we did, did the four songs. And it's yeah. uh, a lot of it's completely improvised and uh, mm. zone out jam kind of music. And yeah, proper jazz. Proper, yeah, proper like jazz. weird stuff. Like we all, like that's where I met Clint uh, yeah, initially yeah. as well. We were at the jazz tech together and we would chase everyone away that would be in conversation because of the shit that we said and we realized <laughs> well i guess this makes us friends yeah now. yeah <laughs> and we've been <clears throat> friends since i think 2008 yeah which has been a quite a journey and then gareth the drummer he's from the blackhead bones i mean i met him through the blackhead but i actually met him through the southern gypsy queens yeah he used to be their roadie and he used to play for the bones towards the end as well nice. fantastic drummer great guy and it yeah. gives us Quite a cool trio, easy, easy going guys that just yeah, yeah. jam well. So if uh, Clint's playing bass in um, No Request, are you jamming guitars? Yeah, then? yeah, I play nice. guitar and then Boongie's on the drums, yeah. Cool. So um, with uh, No Request, what guitar are you jamming? I've got a Heritage. Uh, it's like a 335 version. It's a, mm -hmm. a thin, hollow body yeah, yeah. Uh, jazz guitar. Now Heritage, it's a company that's made by the four guys who started Gibson. Okay, okay. So it's a uh, boutique handmade uh, Gibsons built in Kalamazoo in the factory that Gibson started with. Mm -hmm. uh, made on the same pickup benches and all that stuff. Fuck, it's cool. So it's like a super boutique um, uh, mm -hmm. Gibson in a yeah. sense. How would you describe the sound to somebody who, who doesn't? Well, I guess if you put it into a... Uh, a guitar amp it sounds nice and clean but the thing is i deliberately fuck up my sound <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh i bend the guitar and i'd like if i think of the guys that built those guitars look at me play it they can be like no it yeah, yeah yeah like this yeah. is not on me i wonder if uh, uh fender felt that same way about steve rayborn it's, it's the same vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh i try and get other sounds and i, I play all the wrong notes the right way and yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, that's that's your expression, bro. Yeah, that's I, jazz. I've, I've got like the three three five shape and style is my favorite. I've got another one called the Bernie, which they call them lawsuit copies. Um, mm -hmm. They Gibson sued them because they replicated it too closely. Oh yeah, yeah. And they were only sold in like UK and South Africa, so I managed to get one of those as well. Nice. So it's either that guitar or the Heritage. The Heritage is just the it's the more pricier. Yeah. Better yeah. one. So. so then, when you're jamming bass, uh, so with Borgasm, are you jamming guitar as well? Yeah, then I've Sweet. got a, a Gibson Explorer that I've customized. Nice. It's got a oh, Chrome's clutch plate. It's got Fuck You written <laughs> about like 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters into the body. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's like hot EMG pickups. And, and nice. It's like everything's been customized through the years. It's the first guitar I bought myself. So oh, cool. Just added through the years. Heine plays the ESPs and stuff. And, uh, yeah. It just sounds so dope. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, Valvadino, what are you jamming there? I play the Dingwall basses. That's got these fan fret con uh, concepts, which uh, each string is a different scale length. And nice. they're from Canada. It sounds it's the Nolly Getgood uh, signature, which is the guy from Periphery. Okay, okay, so okay. So it's his signature BS series bass. It's an incredible instrument. It nice. like does everything I need. It's I've never played an, any instrument, guitar or bass, that plays like a Dingwall. Yeah, and uh, I use dark glass pedals and amps as well. Um, it's just the modern metal sound. 
Yeah, if yeah. You, if you think of a model, modern metal recording, chances of the bass sound being dark loss on there is probably 80%. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, Everyone's using them now. All yeah. The, it's, all the cool kids are smoking it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the combo between dark loss and dingwall is pretty cool. I got a couple of other endorsements as well, like Westone, uh, uh, in-ear company. They, nice. they send us in-ears and stuff Those like are that. such a lifesaver on stage. Dude, it, it changes the world, especially if yeah. you play shoddy cl- clubs with not great monitoring. It yeah, just yeah. changes everything. Yeah. And uh, we've got some Plectrum endorsements by Swiss Picks and like nice. Ernie Ball strings. Oh, cool. It's cool. Like uh, with Volvadinia, a lot of people have decided to jump on board and it's great having the support from these companies because, mm. I mean, it's expensive to be a musician and we still get to pay pay the same stuff we got paid 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so it's true. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. I think we've covered almost everything. I just want to touch on the studios because yeah. we sound a lot better than where I normally go. I'm normally in like a freaking coffee shop or something yeah. so random. So I think people are going to be surprised at the sound. So Tempura Studios. Yeah, Tempura is, uh, it's from the Pantera at a three a three series DVDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this one part where the guy from Skid Row is really drunk and he's like, hey man, I dig your band. Your band, what's that Tempura, man? <laughs> so I just thought like, uh, Pantera has been a huge influence on me and my yeah. family my whole life. And yeah. uh, it's the, yeah, it's, I've done a lot of voiceover work here. I've recorded the new Valvadenia album we tracked here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we tracked some Son of Hawk here. All the No Requests albums we've tracked here. Uh, nice. We tracked the Black and Bones album, which was summer nominated as well. Nice. Um, also tracked that year and mixed and mastered. And uh, awesome. I just, yeah, I try and do a lot of jobs when I can in my off months because i got to be able to work somewhere where I can work with my schedule with touring. Mm-hmm. I can't get a a straight job at a bank and then take three months off and expect them to keep my job for me. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. that's not the way it works. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. kind of got to run the river a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the studio is cool great. Like, I get to work with great muses and I get... Uh, I think the fact that people do know that I... I I am experienced in songwriting and music and stuff like that. Mm. I think it becomes a very collaborative process recording here as well with yeah, everyone yeah. it's not just they just they don't come in and, and like record the track all sterile and leave yeah there's a lot of back and forth in a good way in yeah a like, way. like proper music production like yeah producing. You, gotta, you gotta make the song better and yeah. there's always a way to make it better yeah yeah and not and that doesn't mean i gotta make it my own i gotta see what that guy can do yeah that he's missing yeah, yeah. i gotta you gotta spot what what their strong points are and kind of yeah. bring it out in their music. Yeah, yeah. and It's, it's freaking awesome. It's, uh, I find that with pr- music production, like a lot of it is listening to what you currently have as much as possible and then maybe trying to find a space. That's it. You got to you yeah. gotta know what... Y- it's almost as if you got to know what exists before it exists in there. Yeah, in yeah, a, in yeah. A weird way. So otherwise yeah. you can just fiddle around and waste a lot of time. But you yeah. got to be like, oh, you know, that your song needs that man yeah yeah and it and, and might be an abstract idea and then yeah as a an engineer and producer you got to find a way to get those ideas translated into music yeah or yeah instruments yeah when um i was studying music overseas and uh the guy told me that a large portion of music production and even directorship in many ways is just being diplomatic and reasonable yeah. like don't be a douche <laughs> yeah that's the thing. like if you have something you think is a good idea like even if they're playing a part that's not being played there's, nicely there's like a, you gotta try it say it in a yeah, nice way yeah there's a there's a very big art to 
manipulating people so that they <laughs> believe it's their own, own idea. <laughs> but it is, it is. You don't want to come in and shit all over someone's ideas because yeah, they're yeah. emotionally invested in it. And oh, it yeah, means yeah. a lot to them. And if they're going to sit here and record with someone that goes, ah, you know what? That sucks. You should yeah. have done this. Oh, yeah. That sucks. You should have done that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like, like you're going to be disheartened and you're not going to get the best performance out of the the the, the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the main stuff that I strive for when I record it. I don't give a fuck if we don't have the million dollar mics. Mm. I want to get the artist in the right space and right headspace mm. so that they are comfortable and they can record something in, in a natural state. Yeah, yeah. Because when you're in your bedroom, yeah, yeah. And you do get to play stuff that you can't play when you're in front of a stage. Yeah, and yeah. That's yeah. nerves and and maybe you had a beer or two or whatever it may be. You yeah, know, yeah. Not yeah. warmed up properly. Yeah. But if you're in that space, if you play a three-hour set, yeah, yeah. Chances are you're gonna reach that space. Yeah. Where yeah. if you play a fifteen-minute set, it's a lot harder to tap into that zone. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's all about comfortability. If you're yeah. in the same spot for three hours, that's your zone after an hour. You know, oh, like yeah, this yeah. is your space. Yeah. You've been here so long. And some guys would find it easier. They're yeah. just like, oh, it, this that's is my the thing. space. More yeah, experienced yeah. guys do tap in a lot quicker. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's important to get your artists into a space where they can feel completely relaxed um, mm. and not intimidated to express. Even if they have a shitty idea and they don't, like, they feel embarrassed about it, they can mm -hmm. say it, you know, like, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. going to judge them. And that's, yeah. that's important. I feel my, in my experience, yeah. I've been to a lot of studios where I have been intimidated yeah. up to shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've sat it's there It's horrendous, shaking. dude. I yeah, yeah. And then you get through it and you do deliver a good product and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. But I think when I started this studio, mm -hmm. it started with like a bunch of bras just hanging out and starting recording and that vibe translated. And I was like, man, this is so much fun because it doesn't feel like a studio. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's none of that pressure and none yeah. of that tension. And that's the one thing I try and yeah. like, establish. When that's I'm awesome, there. dude. That's really cool. I use a lot of those techniques in like when I do my consulting in businesses and that kind of stuff. Yeah, bro. Like somebody comes forward and they want to do something and in my brain, I'm screaming. I'm like, dude, no, that's a fucking horrendous <laughs> idea. But I listen as much as possible. The same as the, a musician. So uh, obviously studying music and that kind of thing, you learn the scales and that kind of jazz and then this guy gives you like a line, especially in metal. It'll like come through very quickly when there's a, a note that's a bit of a bum one. Yeah. So you got to just know how to say that like let's let's yeah. work together a little bit no, definitely. i think a b and c can change a little bit the yeah. one thing with um i think both film and heavy metal and jazz that it, it's i've learned from that is that there are no wrong notes you just yeah. gotta put the relationships together so oh yeah yeah um i've had some people come in here with complaining completely wrong shit and then yeah, but yeah. then they're like but that's the melody that they hear in their head Mm -hmm. then you're like all right then you just have to change a chord or two and i yeah. think the fact that i do have a bit of musical background like that helps me mm. to have a lot more solutions to the same problem yeah yeah, in yeah. A sense but it is it's mm. when something sounds shit you can't just say hey bro that sounds shit <laughs> <laughs> like I, I record my brothers and stuff every once in a while and yeah, yeah. It's, it's we still have the inside joke we'll be like hey i need that sounds shit <laughs> and then he'll be like oh fuck you <laughs> but that's the that's, that's the awesome and, and it's yeah it's it's important in recording to get people in the safe space fuck yeah dude 
Okay, uh, what's your Instagram handle again, just for listeners? It's at Chris Thundervolt for Instagram and Chris Thundervolt Musician on nice. Facebook. Yeah. And then the dudes can check out Bass Place. Yeah. Is like, it Bass Place on YouTube? Yeah, it's Easy. just Bass Place. You can find it. It's, uh, nice. It, yeah, there's a lot of bass videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty stoked. I want to go and get a bit more into the history over there. I think yeah. it would be quite awesome. And then Tempura Studios, have you guys got a, a website or anything? Um, I just People can just contact me straight away. Cool. It's on Google and stuff. Nice. Um, I don't want to open a, a page per se or a, a website because then people are going to start contacting me in dates that I'm not here and be disappointed because yeah, yeah. I can't do projects. Yeah. And a lot of the people I work with do know about my tour schedule and yeah. it's, I'm fortunate that they're kind of accommodating. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. accommodate both ways. In yeah, a yeah, sense. yeah. It's really random because when I think about how um, sometimes studios are, are like expected to be on demand. You know that one song, uh, it's a Hawaiian guy with a ukulele, somewhere. Yeah. That guy just came up with that song, called the dude late at night, and he's, dude, I have to record this right now. And that song became like a, a huge, huge song. <laughs> and then song. you gotta be like, sure, okay, uh, yeah. I'll, so, I'll meet so, you there, right? Yeah, yeah, so I'm like trying to think in my mind, imagine this like Hawaiian guy with a ukulele, like, dude, we need to record right now. I'm like, bro, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is the reality. Like yeah, today, yeah. it's like, I don't I don't know, if someone calls me up three in the morning yeah. to come record something, I'm going to think there's some scam or something. Yeah, yeah. Know, like someone's <laughs> yeah. going to wait in on me and ambush me or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, freaking weird. <laughs> life's changed. It's, yeah, it, dude. It is true. Like um, a lot of the crazy artists used to record into the middle of the night, three, four in the morning. Hendrix yeah. used to say, that there's stuff that happens to your brain between like 1 and 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. that doesn't happen to your brain anywhere else at that at any time of day. Oh, yeah? Like at 10 o'clock in the morning, you do not feel the same as 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, does that like improve creativity? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe you start yeah. breaking down a lot more boundaries, ego boundaries and stuff maybe. like that. And you just, you, yeah. I don't know, you let go, but easier. Yeah. I mean, after 1 a.m., I'm normally... Partying. That's probably why they have rave. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. probably why they have dance parties yeah, and shit yeah, yeah. between one and four, so yeah, yeah. the kids can let go. You know? <laughs> Shoot, bud, awesome chat. Really appreciated your Shut time, bro. Man, thanks, really man. fucking yeah, awesome. Sweet listeners, dudes. Uh, I'll put all the links and everything at the bottom. And then if you guys have any questions or anything, get all the Chris, get all of me. Uh, sweet, thanks. Sweet.